we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for August 22nd, 2022. Next report, shifting gears and finally now into the COVID stuff. Pfizer shot killed 44% of pregnancies in trial, the, the babies. Court-ordered report exposes mass murder. And again, you would expect to see this as time marches on and as more people die and as more information comes out. Uh, the damage is, you know, done. Not to say the damage isn't ongoing and, and, and uh, progressing daily as more people get more kill shots as, as symptoms continue to develop, which we warned about. But this is just further evidence of uh, the genocidal agenda of the COVID gene therapy clot shot straight from the pit of hell. I mean, don't think I'm biased or anything. So this is uh, Stu Peters here interviewing Deanna Lorraine. And this is this just broke recently. Welcome back. So according to a report at American Greatness, Pfizer data recently released under a court order reveals that of the pregnant women who took part in a Pfizer mRNA shot trial, 44% of them suffered a miscarriage. 44% of pregnancies killed. There you go. Yeah. It's mass murder. Yeah. For reference, the normal miscarriage rate for women who know that they're pregnant is 10 to 15%. So basically, Pfizer's little jab tripled the miscarriage rate for the women getting it. But Pfizer hid the data. Really more than triple, but yeah. Along with the CDC and the media and the mafia and the Biden White House all said that the shot was perfectly safe for pregnant women with no side effects. According to Dr. Naomi Wolf on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast, Pfizer simply recategorized all of these dead babies as recovered or resolved adverse effects from the vaccine. They basically treated them as the same as a sore arm or a runny nose. Deanna Lorraine is all over this and she joins us now to discuss. Deanna, this is a cover-up of mass murder of the unborn. Right, this is the crime against humanity, is it not? I mean, so Pfizer was fighting to keep all of their documents, their trial documents, hidden for 75 years. Remember that? And now we know why. Because 44, 44% of women pregnant who had the Pfizer vaccine miscarriage. I mean, why is that number? Why is this not all over the news? This is huge, enormous news. And not only did Pfizer and the FDA know about this very well, but they, the, the most egregious thing is they recategorized them as a resolved adverse effect. Like what you said, if somebody had a headache or a migraine or something and they listed it, but then it got better and improved, that's the same category as losing your damn child. I mean, this is such a crime. And of course the FDA just aided and abetted it. And so did all the doctors out there. When I was pregnant, I had so many doctors telling me I need to get the vaccine, I need to get the vaccine, I need to get the vaccine. I remember. I remember you telling right? me this. I, we we talked then, about this privately. Right. And then and then actually uh, treating me like a leper the minute I told them I'm not getting the vaccine and I'm never going to get the vaccine. It's like, oh, wow, something's wrong with you. Okay. And then telling me about all these lies about, oh, women who didn't get the vaccine, uh, they're, you know, they lost their children. No, it's the woman who got the vaccine who lost their children. And then look at these statistics, okay? So there's been a 200% rise in neonatal miscarriages and deaths in Scotland in the past year. 200% rise. <clears throat> this is a statistic from Orlando, uh, sorry, from Ontario, Canada, 34% 
rise in uh, in spontaneous abortions. 86 babies died in Ontario when three or four typically die in a quarter. And then in Israel, 86%. And this is interesting. Three middle military doctors has disclosed that the data, the latest data of vaccine that they've looked over said that 300%, there's been a rise of 300% in the military uh, of people who've had spontaneous abortions and miscarriages. This is so insane and this is widespread. This is happening all over the world. And of course, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Not only that, but I had Dr. James Thorpe and Tiffany uh, Pareto, who are the author of My Cycle Story. If you if you remember, it was yeah. the, the actual uh, study, the real study covering women's menstrual cycles after the vaccine. Yes. And they were talking about, you know, showing shocking images of tennis ball sized blood clots coming out of women and a huge rise. 292 women reported that they have decidual casts, which is basically the shedding, the whole shedding and the lining of their uterus coming out that had never been seen before. Um, I have three friends of mine, personal friends of mine in my personal social circle who have been pregnant. They had their babies, but their babies were uh, uh, five to seven to eight weeks early in the neonatal unit and almost died. And they had placenta issues where the placenta was not delivering food and blood properly and nutrients to their babies. And again, I've had many stories of, of nurses talking about the massive widespread uh, rise in babies in the NICU. So this is, a, this is an actual problem. I, I'm gonna give you one more story just, to, just for reference. I had a woman, a friend of mine who and had- And again, before she gets into that, I've had a ton of listeners over when, since this kill shot got you know, put out, and even the PCR test, just being around the vaccinated and the shedding. And I, I, I'm not going to be able to get to that today, the shedding part, but um, I did that. I did a study on that oh, a couple months ago, I believe. But just tons of, of feedback since this whole thing started about horrific problems with just being around the vax and, and what it has done to women's menstrual cycles and just horrific. Really too much for me to list, but it's just confirmation of what she's talking about. To have a surrogate because she couldn't get pregnant. Now this is a surrogate who's been a surrogate successfully six different times. She's had seamless pregnancies and births, all of them. That's why she's a surrogate. She loves doing this. This one time when she carried my friend's baby, she had to cut it short. She had the vaccine. I warned them against them. They had the vaccine. And then, of course, the baby was born two months early in the NICU, major placenta issues. And this woman had was hemorrhaging and bleeding at the birth. And not only that, she had to have a hysterectomy. Her uterus is now removed. And this right. was her sixth unsuccessful. The one time it was an unsuccessful uh, uh, birth. And so did she admit that this was the cause or is no. she... They still there's these people and I'm seeing on Reddit, too, because there's posts of women saying on Reddit in pregnancy groups. Do you think there's uh, and this is in miscarriage subreddits, by the way, and they're saying, do you think there's a, a connection between the vaccine and miscarriage? Because this happened shortly after I got the vaccine and some women are connecting the dots. But sadly, these kinds of posts get flooded with so many women who are saying there's absolutely no connection. Science says that's that because they're listening to demons and they themselves are demon infested. And if they got the kill shot, that's just all the more demons that have infested them. Because that's the thing that I haven't heard really anybody talk about the demonic and I mean, anybody I, I know, I say I don't like blanket. I haven't heard really anybody 
talk about that very much. About the demons that you're taking on when you take this stinking kill shot. It is wicked, it is evil, and there are devils that go into you when you get this. And those are the same devils that, that you know, influence these thinking patterns. And we'll continue and, and, and we'll have people continually get shots even if they're getting horrific side effects. Taylor's observed that with people that get one shot and they might have been reluctant to get the first and then they get the second and then, you know, by the fourth shot, they're, they're all just gung-ho. It doesn't matter if they're physical wrecks. She's seen that of people she's just been around at work or, or some of her friends. Friends that were hale and hearty and never got sick, now they're just sick all the time. Horribly sick. Totally relying on the medical profession. I don't see as much of that because I work at home, but she does. My listeners, tons of feedback on this particular subject. I mean, this is genocide. No connection. My doctor said there's no connection, so it must be true. Oh, yeah. They're unable to use critical thinking, Stu. They're unable to connect the dots. And sadly, even the death of their own child won't have a lot of these women wake up. Well, the reason why, you know, Pfizer recategorized all of these dead babies as recovered or resolved it's because in their What's eyes, resolved about it? well, because that's that's the resolution that they're looking for. Mm. Dead babies, depopulation, the killing off of you and making sure that you're infertile and making sure that men are sterile. They want to depopulate the planet. They have told us this time and time again. I don't understand why people don't realize this. Yes, that is recovered. That is resolved in the yeah, eyes of those that are murdering people by the masses. This is a genocidal ethnic cleansing event that's taking place right now people have to wake up and understand this uh, they're telling right. us right out in the wide open that that's what they want to do and now they're they doing do. it and people are just so taken aback by it they're so surprised we told people that they were going to have these miscarriages yeah. we told people early on that they would be infertile or sterile and that they would lose babies we told yeah. people that they were going to be injured and get sick or die and look at what's happening it's starting it's i know I, I was screaming about it from the moment this happened the moment I was, I mean, way before the vaccine was introduced, I told you they're going to introduce a vaccine, just like I warned about in 2006 when I did the avion flu, 14 city tour. And the main thing I warned about was the vaccine and what it would do to you. So it's all coming to pass. It's happening all over the place. As a matter of fact, I only have a couple of seconds here and I'm, I have to do this. I have to go into this text and get this out. I was sent this this morning. Dr. James E. Olson said, 10-year-old cheerleader dead in Stanislaus County, brain aneurysm. Mm. Fifth grader collapsed during practice and died suddenly. Cheerle happens all the time. 10-year-olds dropping dead of brain aneurysms? Waterford Sabercats youth football team. Student at Lucille Whitehead Intermediate School. That's according to CBS Sacramento. Uh, they're reporting wow. on this. This is only the beginning. This is only the tip of How long was it until after she got the kill shot that this happened is really the only thing I would want to know. Please, please stop taking these shots. Please spread this court-ordered Pfizer data all over the place. 44% of pregnancies ended early, murdered babies because of these shots. And that's from Pfizer. So you got to believe they're totally lying. That's what they're admitting to, just like the whole VAERS statistics. Oh, now they're even, even their own official statistics. If you look at American and European databases, they're admitting to 75,000 deaths, essentially. Well, you could probably times that by 100 
according to their own reporting, saying that only you know one percent of vaccine injuries are typically being reported. They're always going to underblow the numbers to make themselves look better. But even then, they're admitting to seventy-five thousand people that have been killed from this COVID kill shot, which is greater than all the other vaccines that have ever been introduced in humanity combined. According to their own statistics, far greater death toll already than every single other vaccine that's ever been administered combined. No big deal. you know. Over 5 million injuries. If I can get to it, we'll actually get to that little section there. Okay, so this next one is uh, Dr. Richard Urso. He's some medical guy in a hospital, medical doctor. And it's the explosion of cancer and latent diseases after the uh, COVID kill shot. So I'll let, I'll let this doctor tell you. What is the biodistribution of this product, this messenger RNA lipid nanoparticle? Well, guess what? It distributes everywhere. Um, this is something that I would have known quite readily because I work with lipid nanoparticles. I could have told you that lipid nanoparticles, I usually say they need a door crack, whereas a virus needs an open door. So and a normal vaccine. Okay, so this guy, this is from the Epic Times. They're interviewing him. Dr. Richard Urso, co-founder of International Alliance of Physicians and Medical Scientists. Mm, sounds like he's pretty high up to me. And what he's explaining here is that no, the shot just doesn't stay in the part of your arm you got the injection. It goes everywhere because of the liquid nanoparticles and probably all kinds of other technology that are in it. It needs an open door. So a normal vaccine stays in the arm, pretty much. 99.9% or so. I don't so. believe that either, but anyway. 99%. No. A lipid nanoparticle needs a door crack to get out. A, a large majority of the lipid nanoparticle does not stay in the arm. In fact, we now know that a large part of it goes into the lymph node right underneath here and still making spike protein 60 days later. That's a wonderful study from Cell. Which is what attacks the lining of the blood vessels, which is one of the main contributors to these people having strokes like the little girl heart attacks, all kind of venous, arterial, stroke-like things happening to them. The spike proteins attacking the ACE2 receptors in the blood vessels. So this is something that, that's called pharmacokinetics. That should have been looked at well before this, per, this product was out. So they never told people that, hey, we're going to stick it in your arm. It's going to show up in your lymph node. It's going to show up in your brain. It's going to show up in your ovaries, your bone marrow, your adrenal glands, your liver, your spleen, which is then going to track up through the vagus nerve and go to your basal ganglia. All these things in the brain happening. Why do I know? Because the studies have been done now. They weren't done by Pfizer or Pfizer did them. They didn't tell anybody. So what I just told you was it's not staying in the arm. It's producing spike for up to 60 days. The spike, as we know, is actually being found up to 15 months later in monocytes and other cells. It's not being degraded, all right? This is a big deal. People should know these things, right? It's blocking P53, the guardian of the genome. It's actually blocking microRNA 27A, which is also upticks in like uh, colon cancer. It's, it's actually affecting many things that are going to increase cancer as BRCA, nice. the breast cancer gene, interferes with that. So these are things. So it's designed to kill you and give you cancer and delete your immune system, like we've talked about before. Give you all kind of cardiovascular issues. Fill you full of graphene oxide. 
delete your genes. Just all kind of fun satanic stuff it's designed to do. That should have been done ahead of time. Like Everything the, I'm the telling studies you, to look at to look at this, right? These studies are done. I'm not saying anything. These are not opinions. I don't. I'm not giving you any opinions. I'm just giving you data. So it goes everywhere. It's blocking important tumor repair genes called P53. Uh, it's blocking BRCA. It's also messing with microRNA 27A, which is cause upticks in colon cancer cells. It's causing production for up to 60 days. It's messing with toll-like receptor 7 and 8, which you and I have pretty similar. It should be almost similar to toll-like receptor 7 and 8. They're part of our overall genome of everybody that's in this room. Um, those are uh, important for immune surveillance for viruses. So we're going to see this huge uptick in uh, all the viruses that lay kind of dormant in our body, like the herpes virus family. So in my clinic right now, I am seeing three to five people a week because they know that I am taking a lot of time in my practice to do COVID. And they're coming to see me with long COVID, and they're coming to see me with problems with after the vaccine. And these people are coming in, and they're exhausted. They don't feel good. And what I'm finding is a huge number of them have reactivated Epstein-Barr, herpes simplex, herpes zoster, um, CMV. I've not had an interview with Cytomegalovirus, CMV. It's causing all these latent viruses that might have been dormant because their own immune system was working well enough to, in other words, come out and play. That's what he's saying here. We've actually revealed that to any big audience. This is an incredibly important thing. Um, a lot of people are looking at this long COVID if it's all viral-related uh, problems, specifically to the spike protein or to other issues. They're not, they don't know that we're seeing this huge reactivation in the viral uh, herpes virus family. And uh, we, we have treatment for it. It's been working really, really well. So these are things that uh, we need to get that word out. And I think uh, we are also seeing 40% rise in deaths, as you know, from uh, 18 to 64. These are the actuaries. Nobody filled them in to tell them to not let that news out. And, and from 25 to 44, we saw the last quarter last year, in 82% rise in deaths. So there's a lot of data that's out there that is very, very troubling, and most people are unaware. And it's, it's our job to kind of let people know this platform, this lipid nanoparticle messenger RNA platform, I don't care what you attach to it, it is always going to travel everywhere. It's always going to be a problem. And that's why you see the distribution of, of disorders coming from this after the vaccines affect so many different organ systems because it distributes everywhere. I mean, so, these people should be publicly executed in the, in the most, you know, public way possible as an example not to try to mass genocide humanity under the guise of being, you know, we're your medical pharmaceutical profession. We, we know what's best for you. Absolute Luciferian, homicidal, genocidal mass depopulation heard somebody say we don't know why it does all these things well we know why it's a, it's a lipid nanoparticle it goes everywhere and you know it's like i tell people it's like garlic so you know this is not something that's controllable and it doesn't matter if you're doing it for rsv it doesn't matter if you're doing it for influenza if you do a lipid nanoparticle platform you're asking for trouble you're asking to have an uncontrolled distribution pattern Again, and, and there's a guy that, you know, obviously is probably pro-vaccine. 
but he, even this vaccine is so horrific. He's coming out, you know, saying this. Next report, COVID jab. Scientist discovers hatching eggs and parasites birthed after the COVID injection. A Polish scientist looking into the secret vaccine recipe made horrific discoveries. Uh, maybe, um, so yeah. Well, then it says maybe we know why ivermectin is working because ivermectin is, is uh, anti-parasite type of thing. And that's why I've added my parasite protocol in as a recommended thing if you are around somebody that's been vaxxed potentially because i don't know the parasites a lot of times are uh they can be transferred so it's just one more layer i've added on to my covid protocol so fact checkers from newsweek usa today i think even msnbc have disproven the fact that a delta airlines pilot died in mid-flight after being vaccinated how did they get that information? How did they debunk the story? Well, they just asked Delta. Delta said, nope, that didn't happen. So factually, it has to be false. There's no graphene oxide in these shots. Remember that? Reuters, Newsweek, PolitiFact. Nope, there's no graphene. Why? How do we know that? Because Pfizer told us there's not. So while the communist arbiters of... The same one that just lied about the, you know, just came finally came out with a 44% death rate. And we know that's way underblown on pregnancies of women that have taken the kill shot. And misinformation, run around accepting the word of the criminal. No, there's nothing in the bag. I'm not stealing anything. The murderer said he didn't do it, so he must not have done it. Disgraceful. Meanwhile, we will continue talking to scientists, experts, and doctors collecting real information so that we can shine a light into the darkness of corruption and death that's being exposed now, as a result of these VAERS numbers, all kinds of databases all over the place, and Dr. Jane Ruby joins us, a Polish scientist has now found aluminum parasites in these jabs. Hi, Stu. It's really interesting. Uh, we've uh, gotten a report uh, that is circulating now on a Dr. Frank Zaluski. He's a Polish scientist. He's a geologist, a mineralogist, and an Egyptologist. So he's very, very learned. And, and what Dr. Zaluski uh, appears to have done is to have taken the findings of La Quinta Columna on the graphene, Dr. Kerry Madej, Dr. John B., uh, Dr. Zandre Batha, to a new level. And what do I mean by that? All of these doctors have corroborated each other's findings by showing all of these unusual structures. Some of them look like uh, parasites. Dr. Carrie Madej said it looked like it was self-aware and it rose itself off the plate. Uh, and some of it sounded a little extraterrestrial and weird. Now we have entered Dr. Frank Zaluski, who apparently secured uh, a, a batch, if you will, of five Pfizer vials, and he went through an examination. And what I mean by taking it to the next level is Dr. Zaluski uh, corroborated the same types of parasites visually, but he took it to the next level by analyzing them, the material, that what, what it's made of uh, in terms of their chemical composition. What he found was incredibly startling, and this is what he's reporting right now. Uh, two of the five vials that he found had pure normal, what we call normal saline in them. That's a 0.09%. Uh, that's, uh, that's sort of compatible with the human body. It's just, you'll say, a placebo or a benign substance. It's, it's just salt water. It's like saline, normal saline. One of the five vials indeed had this aluminum it's made of aluminum he says carbon and bromine when he analyzed them chemically these these 
parasite-looking objects. He said it had a head uh, and three tails. And the interesting part of his finding, another interesting part, is that the proportion of the size of this is that the head is about one-tenth of the length of the three tails. Now, he held up in his video that's circulating all over social media, this sort of a facsimile. He, he made it up. He holds it up in the air. It's a head, and he has it proportionate to 10 times the length of the head in terms of the length of these three legs. Now, what he says is that this comes in a form of what he, what he called eggs. Uh, when he took the these um, eggs, which were dormant, he said, quiet, sometimes very difficult to see in the, in the sample, he, when he matched it up or physically put it in contact with what he called graphite tape, which is a, which is a chemically, a, you know, graphene, he said the eggs became very active and they became, he could see the head sprouting and the legs sprouting and, and, it, and they grew a, a, over the course of four days. He shows picture by picture, by the way, in his video report uh, and they multiplied. And so what he's saying essentially is these things, uh, when they are in contact with graphene, when they are in heated up, he, he uh, mimicked heating it up in, in uh, sort of a, a contraption that, that sputters the graphene and creates heat. They started to multiply into multiple uh, version, you know, multiple uh, of these, these creatures or whatever they are. Um, so what he's essentially saying, Stu, is that this is a, you know, a priming mission where you have a batch that is just some saline. Some of the other two, he implied, the other two vials contained just graphene. And so he's, he's starting to put together a picture of some people getting, you know, something benign like saline other people getting some graphene, which then apparently stays in the body. Maybe a later shot would have, you know, some of these, what he calls eggs. I'm not sure what. I mean, I just can't let this part go here. Uh, and I don't really know how much longer I can actually stand doing this. Uh, you're telling me that inside of these injections, these so-called vaccines, these, these coronavirus life-saving measures, <laughs> right? Inside of these things, there are eggs that when introduced to the graphene become birthing mechanisms and out from these eggs sprouts this one-headed, three-tailed, self-aware aluminum parasite. Aluminum, carbon, and bromine were the chemical compositions he got. I mean, what's not the light, guys? Come on. We all just need to, like, lighten up, switch to Sanka, decaf, you know? Stop being so uptight. It's no big deal, obviously. And this thing is alive. It's, it's, it's very interesting that you ask me, is it alive? You're talking about um, these, the, the, you know, carbon is an organic material. Aluminum is not. This is a combination of a of a, a sort of a metallic, mm. um, uh, you know, carbon. Like a cyborgian parasite, you know, part living parasite, part machine, part nanotech, but one hundred percent fun. I don't know where it gets its ability to multiply. Um, he's talked about the fact that the actual. 
uh, size of these organisms. I'm going to call it an organism. Uh, Dr. Madej called it a creature because it seemed to be moving on its own. Uh, that that in, in actuality, uh, it is 20 microns. The head is 20 microns in size. And, and that would relate to 10 times the, the three legs are 2.5 millimeters. That's in real life. In so this words. has legs and tails and a head and it moves and it births and it comes from an egg. And these and are being injected be... into people. According to Dr. Zul- they're showing pictures of it. This cute little guy on the screen, the microscopic, it's very, very high magnification. This is what he found. Uh, and the interesting part is that he took it to the chemical analysis. You know, for months I've been saying, I wish La Quinta Columna had done more chemical analyses, with all due respect. Uh, I know, I, you know, Dr. Madej did an, a, a stunning expose of what, what she was shown under, under the microscope. Dr. Zandre Bata has got uh, multiple pictures of what looks graphene-like, in addition to the black disks that were transporter, sort of communication mm-hmm. or transporter mechanisms. Yeah. You know, these are all pieces. We're going to talk about those later if I can get to it. Too. What, what Dr. Zalewski has done, if, if this can be replicated, all science must be replicated, and it should build on previous scientists. And we've already had a lot of replication uh, of seeing these uh, parasite-like structures, but now we have some chemical composition, and we also have, he took it to a, a secondary next level because he allowed them he gave them a more hospitable environment, meaning in graphene and with warmth. Uh, I'm wondering what the relationship is to the fact that these uh, materials, at least the Pfizer and Moderna ones, are uh, inst- everybody's instructed to keep them at 70 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, uh, which is incredibly, uh, and it can only be- You don't want to activate it too quick. You don't want these things to start growing, then they wouldn't be injectable they might not fit through the, the needle anymore, the, the gauge of the needle, um, the width. So obviously that's a big reason why they wouldn't want them to start multiplying out of control in the, and that's why they have to keep them so cold. It's, it's one of the reasons. Or room temperature for a certain amount of time and the instructions are that you have to use it up, uh, you know, up if, it, if it's in room temperature. Um, Dr. Zalewski implies that if you warm it up enough and you expose it into what, it's hospitable for these creatures to be in contact with graphene. That's when they kick into motion. They multiply themselves. Uh, and so they, that's another reason they've got the graphene oxide in there. It's, it's an ideal medium for them to grow. It's, it's like when you put miracle Grow on a plant or something. That's a similar analogy. Oh, in size. And he said, for what purpose this is? I can't, I can't tell you that right now. That's for maybe the next scientist to figure out. Yeah, but or, well, it's obviously a puritanical, wonderful, holy purpose. I mean, come on. It's not satanic or luciferian or evil or malevolent or genocidal. How, how dare any of you, including myself, even think such a thing? Read the patents that Karen Kingston brought. I mean, uh, or listen to Cyrus Parsa. Suddenly the alien artificial intelligence uh, extinction event seems to be a whole lot more yeah. less tinfoil hat mm. than it did a week ago. It seems so. It seems so. Um, it's stunning. Uh, I would like to hear more from Dr. Zalewski on what his chain of custody was. How did he verify uh, that these were authentic uh, from the company? Yes. And 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 were they sealed? And did they have different Correct. lot numbers? 
yes. you know, that kind of thing, that kind of information. I'm so tell you, I much mean, more as a regular guy, as a bounty hunter turned apparently truth-telling, you know, broadcaster, uh, this this is so much to comprehend. Like, the, honestly, I'm just going to be blunt here. It sounds nuts. It sounds crazy that, that you're really on this platform saying this stuff. But given everything else that we have seen, I'm not suggesting that you're not telling the truth by any means or that, you know, Dr. Zaluski, this Polish scientist, is somehow making this up. But, yes, I would like to see some chain of custody stuff and some solidification on this evidence as well. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It's it's blowing my I'm, mind more and more as these things come together. And you were right. Um, you know, Kerry Madej says something. Zandre Batha says something. This Polish scientist is saying something. They all go together, and it makes sense. And, and then the patents that Karen Kingston brings receipts. She shows, like, listen, this is not arguable. How, how do you even dispute this? Um, yeah, and, and are we getting to a point where, you know, they just don't care if we right. are putting all these pieces together? And one other thing that Dr. Zaluski found and that he included in his presentation was that he analyzed uh, testing swabs. People are always, I don't know about you, but they're all coming to me in Proton Mail and saying, are the swabs safe? What are the swabs? You know, I've got to be tested three times a week if I don't take the jab. And I don't really have a lot of data or information to share with well, I'm going to give you some data on the PCR swab test that is just beyond horrific. Uh, and I, this might have to go into three parts today. Um, I'm going to probably, no matter what, I want to get this information up. Um, and <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to get it up Monday or Tuesday, but, and then I'll probably, I'm going to probably take the week after that off. I'm kind of due to take a week off just to catch up on stuff. And, um, we will get to the stuff on the swabs. It's all genocidal. Worst case scenario, worse than I ever even conceived when all this stuff first started happening. But Dr. Zaluski comes forward, and at the tail end of his presentation, he includes an analysis he did, chemical analysis, of some of these. You can see this in the last photo from his presentation of, of the, he, he shows you the, you know, micros, uh, under the mic microscope, uh, these, these fibers, and then he goes down lower, and then he examines the chemical composition of some of the fibers, and he says that uh, there, there's some chemical composition to it, and that the way that they are formed, when you look at them down there the ends are rounded there's a collection like like sort of tunnel and he has postulated that these are dna collection the ultimate end game for the swabs is to collect uh, for a, a worldwide data a dna Absolutely. database is his that, that's one of the reasons they're doing it to put you in a database categorize your dna and implant nanotech and hydrogel and all kind of parasites and all kind of other fun stuff inside you at the end of this presentation so you know there's more nefarious stuff going on and we'll just keep following him we'll see if we can get him to hopefully come on maybe the Stu peter show if if you want to talk to him further and we can get more information from him yeah yeah he's welcome uh right now we're out of time thank god i don't know how much more of this i can hear today but... <laughs> sorry for the okay so this next one i believe i've played this one before but i'm going to go ahead and just to bolster i'm going to play about five minutes of this one and then you can you can listen to the rest if you like. It's never before seen doctor, blood doctor. This is the the um, doctor from South Africa, I believe, reveals horrific findings after examining vials. So these are just different doctors that are just examining the the um, these COVID vax vials and just finding horrific findings after horrific findings. And here's just one more. 
regarding that. Well, if you've been paying Dr. Kerry Medeon with some horrific images, that video on Rumble alone now surpassing 1.5 million views. Despite the suppression and the censoring that's happening, the shadow banning over on Rumble. As and I, I don't know if I paused or, or I'm, I'm really off tonight on my uh, recording skills, but this is a this is a video I believe that I've played before, but I'm going to play about five minutes of it. I'm, I'm um, never before seen Dr. Reveals horrific findings after examining vials. Uh, Dr. Zandra Bafa, and these was shocked after studying the blood of vaccinated patients that were coming to her with serious illness after being injected with the so-called COVID vaccines. And uh, this is a like a 20-minute video. I'm 21-minute video. I'm gonna just play about five minutes of it, and then if you want to listen to the rest, because I do believe I've played this before, you can do that. They lie and say that they are the free speech alternative to YouTube. That is just absolutely not true. But what you are about to see now. These are images that have never yet been reported on, that have not been widely shown or anywhere that I'm aware of, specifically here in the United States, and they come from Dr. Zandre Baffa. She's a PhD in alternative medicine. She holds a diploma in integrative medicine and is a certified live and dry blood analyst. She uses advanced microscopic techniques to analyze her patients' medical ailments, and more and more of her patients have post-COVID vaccine illnesses so when an attorney recently approached her with a chain of custody documented Johnson & Johnson vial, she looked at multiple portions of the material and found something that no one else has yet shown. Dr. Baffa joins us now. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate this. You're most welcome. Thank you for your show. Of course. So can you walk us through what you found that shocked you? What was the most surprising thing that you saw when you were examining these vials and their contents? I think um, just to put the vials into context, I am just going to go through um, a couple of slides just explaining uh, the, the blood and the patterns that I've been seeing in the patients coming in, which um, prompted me to start to keep records. So on the first um, slide that the viewers are seeing, this is a patient that came in uh, seeking medical attention before the vaccine. We treated her and um, afterwards, this is what her blood looked like. So a couple of months later, she was um, very happy and feeling much better. And her blood was showing perfect um, round red blood cells, beautiful neutrophil that um, is your white blood cell fighting uh, cancer and viruses. And she was just feeling great. And then we didn't see her because she was doing so wonderful. And then after... Um, a couple of months, she made another appointment with me. She was um, insisting on an appointment because she was very short of breath. She wasn't feeling her best. And when she came in and I looked at her blood after the, um, the vaccine, so she told me she had the vaccine, and this is what her blood looked like afterwards. So it was quite shocking. To yeah, this is called extreme relay formation. This is what I used to do when I was first in practice, uh, live dark field live microscopy prick a patient's finger and you get a uh, you put a cover slide over it right away and you can actually look at their blood live and I have personally and I've seen this over and over on the doctors doing the live blood cell analysis this extreme relay formation which typically you only ever saw I n I've never seen anything like this ever up until when the COVID vaccines hit but it's it's the stacking of the red blood cells typically you would, if you saw just mild relay formation you would tell the person well they probably need to get some more cardio some more exercise in that's one of the reasons you'll see that this is 
every single red blood cell is like hundreds and thousands and thousands of them are literally connected stacked on one another they're not they're not um freely flowing in the bloodstream anymore i don't even know how you could live with this knowing what red blood cells transport it can't transport really anything if they're stacked like this or if it did it's going to do so very inefficiently so this by itself is such a gigantic red uh, satanic flag i've never seen anything like it be a patient with completely normal healthy blood um, coming after a couple of months and we see this very severe stacked rouleau so it's a it's it's a very dangerous form of rouleau it's not just a normal rouleau where there's there's no oxygen these red blood cells cannot function at all um, if you would um, understand that the capillaries and the little arteries are four micron in diameter. A red blood cells have to actually single file to get into those capillaries. You're talking myocardial um, problems, um, intravascular blood clotting. So there's no oxygen that can actually reach uh, the small arteries in the brain and in the heart. So I was uh, I was very shocked to see this. Um, and she wasn't the only one. I, I started to see um, severe um, these weird structures in patients who had the jab. And again, the red blood cells are so deformed, you can't even, you know, uh, make make head or tail of it. I, I've never seen that before. So when you're talking Any about these weird structures, are you referring to these round black disc looking things? Um, that I, I didn't see in the blood per se, but I saw black structures in the You're blood. You're only going to see those black round payload discs in the vials because by the time they get in your blood, they've already released their payload. Now, again, going to get to that today, have talked about it before, but you only see those in the unopened vials that you would put under a microscope. And I don't think you see them with every batch because remember, this is, you know, they're trying all kind of stuff out with this it's not uniform it's not you know there's different companies that are making it there's different batches that are coming out some of the batches might contain saline like we talked about before so that they're not so that they're kind of keeping the kill rate down a little bit more and why some people get the kill shot and say oh i don't feel anything i felt you know maybe they're feeling placebo type of thing so anyway because um, there's two techniques that are used, and that's why you'll see discs in the one technique, and you won't really see it in the in the blood because we use a cover slip to cover the blood. So it basically presses down the sample. Where when I looked at the vials, I used a different technique, and I will um, explain that briefly when we get there. Um, so I, I started to see these very strange structures, which I won't explain. Um, Again, just the rouleau, I thought they were just crystals, uric acid crystals, but they did not resemble it completely. Um, and I found this in every single vaccinated person with symptoms. And then I, I, I was so startled, yeah. Um, so, so in this picture, we could see these, these black matter, and I found that in every single patient who had the vaccine. This was done at a 400 times magnification, and the next one um, is also, it, this was done at a higher magnification. I think this was about a, 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 a 1,600 magnification. 
And then the lawyer approached me, like you mentioned, and she she uh, brought me a vial because I, I don't do that type of um, injections with my patients. And when I looked at the vial, I was so shocked because what I was finding in my patient's blood, I actually saw in the vial as well. And here on the next picture, I mean, if you can, you know, compare the two, you can see it's exactly the same structure. So that I found in the vial. Um, and this I also used by covering it with a cover slip. So it's basically, you know, a normal slide, your, your microscope slides, um, and then I just covered it with, a tiny cover slip mm -hmm. so this is how i got these yeah. images she, she's explaining live blood cell analysis is what she's doing and um she just she seems like a sweetheart and a very caring alternative doctor um so thank god it sounds like she's still doing okay because she did this interview back in last october and i just checked her website and um Oh yeah, PhD in alternative medicine. I believe she's in South Africa. So that it's good to know that, you know, there's somebody that, you know, another doctor out there that's still, you know, doing this. Because a lot of the alternative doctors, you know, they have tried to go after and that is increasing. Okay, so I gotta kinda cut that one short and continue on. Like I said, I give you the full interview though. It's it's like twenty some minutes. Really good stuff. Um, next report. According to rigorous analysis based on excess death data, summarized nicely here at by Steve Kirsch at Substack, and there's a link to that, there are currently around, oh, this is only 10,000 people dying each day from the COVID clot shots. Now, again, this is probably very conservative, but hey, only 10,000 people per day dying from the kill shots worldwide. Um, anywhere from 5 to 12 million fatalities have likely occurred so far worldwide. And with the self-assembling clots continuing to gain size and mass inside the bodies of those who have received the messenger RNA experimental uh, injections, <clears throat> it's certain that many people who have not yet died from the vaccines will experience death in the coming months and years. So far, over 12 billion COVID vaccine doses have been administered worldwide. Now, that's more than there are people on the planet but obviously when you get have the same person getting you know quintuple vaxxed or whatever that's how you arrive at those numbers over six million doses have been administered in the u.s and kirsch estimates that 600,000 americans have likely already been killed by the covid vaccines in usa alone remember they're not gonna they're gonna cover all of this up to the max extent that they can so he's estimating 600,000 Americans are already dead, which wouldn't, you know, think about it. If there's 330 million Americans, you know, here, 600,000, that's, with as many that's been injected, that's probably pretty conservative. Um, now, that number alone is about 12 times higher than the total casualties of U.S. soldiers in the Vietnam War, for comparison. So no big deal, you know safe and effective we are now releasing ipc-ms lab results that compare the elemental composition of the human blood to the elemental composition of a clot sample <clears throat> taken from the body of a person who's received the covid kill shot and then subsequently died this clot was provided by embalmer richard hirschman and these clots are being widely reported in the bodies of people who have died suddenly 
in the weeks or month after receiving one of the more COVID vaccine or shots. They're not vaccinations. It's, you know, gene therapy, you know, litany of things you could call it. This analysis notably does not answer any question of to whether these clots are alive or dead, like hair and nails. In my own professional opinion, this is Mike Adams, is that these clots are not living structures. They appear, and he's got this whiz-bang, multi, I think, million-dollar lab that he can analyze these things. <clears throat> they appear to be self-assembling dead biostructures from what we can ascertain so far. But that's just an, an initial assessment and may change with additional observations or findings. Prions, for example, are self-assembling, but non-living biostructures as well. They are essentially misfolded proteins that spread throughout the brain and other regions, causing morphological alterations that nullify both the normal structure and the function of neurological cells. Something does not have to be alive in order to be self-assembling. <clears throat> Even viruses, as described by traditional virology, are dead structures, which are nevertheless self-assembling and can grow in size and mass in terms of their aggregate population. The following microscopy picture taken at our lab at around 15 hundred times magnification shows what appears to be repeating structures uh, on a wire looking protu protrusion from one of these clots <clears throat> in case you're wondering it's not a human hair and it and it is connected to the clot okay now i posted these pictures here but there's far more pictures in the link for this report which i also give you and what you're seeing is this gold looking i mean it's literally gold this gold looking wire that <clears throat> is coming off one of these clots. You can clearly see it. I give you a couple different views. And then I think a close-up of the wire, which shows like gold-looking thing through, it looks like a reptilian skin. It looks like reptilian skin scales, this wire coming off. I'm not lying, it really does. Remember, the Bible says in Daniel, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. Meaning another class of entities are trying to mingle themselves with the seed of men. That verse in Daniel is regarding the end times, which Daniel has a lot to say about the end times and the tribulation. What were they doing during Noah's day? The same exact thing. They were mingling themselves with the seed of men. The sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives off that they chose. The wives bore them, the giants, the Nephilim, the men of old, the men of renown. Half fallen angel, half human. Well, Jesus Christ said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, we should expect to see they, the fallen angels, mingling themselves or trying to mingle themselves with the seed of men now the bible says in daniel though it says they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men but they shall not cleave that word cleave means to aptly fit to fit well in the hebrew so this is another attempt the covid the the covid um covid kill shot is another attempt by the fallen angels by satan his minions his kingdom to mingle themselves with the seed of men. How is Satan portrayed in the Bible? Well, the first he's portrayed as a serpent. That beguiled Eve. We gave you that verse earlier. talked about that. A serpent has scales. The Bible talks about that, you know, the, the seed of men bruising the head of the serpent and, you know, these types of things. 
So it's just kind of ironic that this thread that's coming off this clot has reptilian scales on it. This gold thread. Hmm. I wonder if there's any correlation. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> COVID kill shot headlines. Straight from their official databases. But their databases admit to typically only reporting 1-3% to of actual deaths and injuries. 75,322 dead and almost 6 million injured recorded in Europe and USA from the COVID kill shots. Babies and toddlers hallucinating and having seizures after shots. That's just the first headline. Now, obviously, the 75,000 dead is even remotely realistic, but even they are having to admit to that, which, again, is far greater than any kill rate of all vaccines ever administered combined. And 6 million injured. How many of those are going to be destined? death statistics just in the next year because of all the ways it progressively kills you and deletes your DNA your DNA and destroys your immune system and gives you cancer and deletes your genes that protects you from cancer and and your immune system not to mention what the spike proteins do not to mention what the graphene oxide is doing to you not to mention what all the nanotech is doing with you and all the biocircuitry and all the parasites we're not even mentioning that. So you could you could theoretically, you know, times this by 100, the 75,000 deaths. I don't believe anything. But even they, this is the minimum they, they'll, they'll admit to. And it's beyond horrific. But just remember, I'm a bad guy for pointing this out. I'm a bad guy because I care enough. I love my listeners enough to tell them the truth. And this is... 100% lining up with everything I've been reporting regarding this kill shot. And everything I warned about going all the way back to 2006. Next headline, shots, babies and toddlers. Oh, okay, hold on. Already read that. Um, they're hallucinating, having seizures after the shots. Shocking UK government admits COVID vaccinated children are 4,423% more likely to die of any cause and 13,000 633% more likely to die of COVID-19 than unvaccinated children. Well, hey, why not get, if that's not a glowing advertisement to go out and get your your kids and, and your toddlers and your infants and everybody in your family vaccinated, I don't know what is. They're only almost 14,000% more likely to die of COVID-19 than the unvaccinated children. Well, obviously, why wouldn't you get it then? Next report, government database reveals 10,000% increase in cancer reports linked to the COVID kill shots. These are all different reports from different places. Courageous nurses across America are testifying about the rapidly growing vax body count while comparing U.S. hospitals to concentration camps and putting their lives in danger. Then, massive backlash building as parents realize COVID vaccines killed their children. Then, profanity warning, Canadian father unloads on Kiwi pharmacist after his son contra contracts myocarditis right after the COVID shot. Then, Canadian hospice group pushes to normalize euthanasia, meaning we're going to put them down, of children who are suffering, many due to the COVID vaccine injuries. Of course, that, that way that Satan gets his body count. Then, 
Um, next report. Allegedly, a man tracked down a medical professional. This was in Australia who gave one of his family members the COVID vaccine. The person died after taking it. Yeah, I, I was pretty convincing to me in the video. Uh, then, <clears throat> nearly one in six fully vaccinated for COVID um, American adults now suffers from serious jab health problems. Oh, only one in six fully vaccinated are having serious health problems? Isn't that why they signed up to get it in the first place? Because it's safe and effective? According to that Satanist uh, Anthony Fauci and Deborah Bricks and, and Trump, the beautiful kill shot that he's so promoted and never recanted anything in Biden, they're all in lockstep. Next report, jabbed until death. Endless messenger RNA jabs are now playing for multiple vaccine types, including influenza, HIV, RSV, pneumococcal, Zika, and many more. Then, Spain sprays lethal chemtrails on its population under a UN program to fight COVID. See, we can trust our governments because they only want the best for us, always. Then, COVID deaths hit new record in hyper-vaccinated Australia. Next one, life insurance claims skyrocket after COVID jab rollout, promoting insurers to take legal action against vaccine manufacturers. Well, I hope they, they carry through with that. I really do. Then, Germany's vaccine passport system restricts freedoms based on color-coded tiers in vaccine booster status. So either comply and, or will or we'll, you know, phase you out of society or comply and die from the kill shot. Pick your poison. Then, just as the CDC pretends to have backed off, the NIH, NHS, which is National, Insti National Health Institute, um... So that stands for uh, National Health Services, and it's in the UK. The NHS reveals to just a few what's really coming to us, at us in the fall. They're going to roll out the biggest vaccination drive in history because they haven't killed enough people yet. I mean, yeah, millions are dead, but that's not near enough for Satan. He wants them all gone. Uh, NHS to create thousands more beds and boost 999 staff members ahead of winter then toronto emergency physician reveals the number one health issue he is seeing now in people says doctors are suddenly dying sirens are constant here's another one citibank pilot dies after making emergency landing in surabaya then so many people are now dying suddenly that our free press can barely hide it anymore three former football players died suddenly within two days well-known toronto emergency physician dies suddenly while running next one a new New week. Here's another one. Phil Petty, former South Carolina star quarterback, dead at 43. I'm sure after the kill shot. Then three-year-old girl dies from vaccine. Then 33 dead and sick friends since our wedding only eight months ago. So they had 33 people dead from this one wedding and sick friends. That was just eight months months ago. All 33 vaxxed. A vaccine death and disease cluster. Then, who agrees to legally binding international response for future pandemics? Congress, the DNC, and the RNC, again, the rhino RNC, like right-left paradigm, Coke, Pepsi, RNC, the good guys, and the Pentagon are planning on forced vaccinating discharged soldiers anyway. 14 Canadian doctors die after getting the kill shot. Normally, this would be like zero over the last 30 years. In the last 30 years, he's never heard of a single death like this now, there's not one, but there's 14. Breaking, 29% of vaccines have heart problems now. Did you hear that? 29% of vaccines. They, again, it's normal now. 
It's normal. That's why they're installing defibrillators in the UK classrooms because they're going to have to. They know they're going to have to defibrillate the teenagers and in, in the um, grade school and, and the elementary school kids back to life when they start dropping dead from getting the kill shot. It's the new normal in life, grand. Uh, then, um, so we have that, and then <clears throat> these are more on the positive side some reports 413 german physicians healthcare workers call for immediate vaccine suspension serious side effects consequential damage then costa rica's new president frees country from illegal covid vaccine and mask mandates then canadian pastor arrested for holding church services during covid lockdown wins legal victory i think that was uh the guy i mentioned earlier then u.s marines win class protection from shot mandate and legal walls of the covid19 kill box little report on that i'm looking at my time here okay uh <clears throat> next report breaking fibrous body length clots and embalmers finding fibrous clots spread through the entire arteries now and i give you the link to the full report here i'm just going to play a little bit over seven minutes of this welcome back so for months now professional embalmer richard hirschman has been reporting these bizarre blood clots. now richard hirschman was the guy I just talked about that gave mike adams the sample he's one of the only in bombers that has any kind of courage evidently to get the word out on this the embalmers will talk and they'll admit to one another but as far as i know there's only one or two or three that have went public with this type of thing about one guy in the uk this guy in the u.s i don't know if there's you know just staggering to me how few people have any courage to actually come forward with the truth but you know that's signs of the times that we're living in in the bodies that he works with Richard has described these clots as being fibrous. He says that these fibrous clots are very long, spreading through entire arteries and have made it very difficult for him to actually do his job preparing a body for burial. Well, Richard's theory is that these unusual clots are related to the so-called vaccine, the dangerous and deadly COVID bioweapon shot. Well, Dr. Jane Ruby has been looking into this story and says that she has a breaking and important update on this. She joins us now, Dr. Jane. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Yes, Stu, this is really huge. This is the culmination of the final chemical analysis conducted by Mike Adams, who people may recognize as otherwise known as the Health Ranger, the founder of Brighton TV, who is a national microscopy expert. He's got a, a, a nationally certified lab. Uh, he was willing to take this on several months ago when we approached him after Mr. Hirschman, the embalmer, uh, just was stonewalled by a number of frontline doctors who just didn't seem to think it was important enough. And so humanity owes a great debt to both Mike Adams and Mr. Hirschman. And so what, what Mike is breaking, and we're <clears throat> going to talk about this in detail on the Dr. Jane Ruby show immediately following your show t tonight, uh, is that he, he has, has found uh, conclusively... Now, again, I give you the link to the full-length interview. We're just going to hear the cliff note version. ...that these are not related to blood and that these are not blood clots, in spite of the fact that they always seem to be connected on one end or the other uh, to a blood clot. Uh, and so Mr. Hirschman's uh, further theory, because of what he has seen visibly by pulling out hundreds of these... And he's sh they're showing these things after, like, literally next to a cadaver, human body. They're showing... He's showing these clots they're pulling out, and they're gigantically long. It's... It's an absolute miracle that you could even <clears throat> function with clots this long in your body, occluding your blood supply. I don't even know how it would be possible. Probably it's what ended up killing them, but, you know, or at least one of the factors. From jabbed cadavers is that 
it is somehow dependent on the blood. Now, the interesting thing about what Mike Adams found, uh, and, and I want to share with your viewers now, is that these are uh, these these clots uh, appear uh, on spectroscopy uh, and through this process called ICPMS analysis, they uh, they are comprised of metals, Stu, that have no business being in a human body, mm -hmm. uh, not even in trace amounts. Uh, and so uh, this is a very concerning. And also remember that these these clots have multiplied in size within the human body. So they are self-assembling. And what Mike has told us, and this is really stunning, is that the metals that are found in these white clots are actually um, primarily used in electrical conductivity. And, and remember, when, when Mike reported on the first level analysis he did two months ago, he used my, uh, microscopy at 1,500 times magnification and was actually able to see within th this clot material uh, circuitry. In other words, uh, materials that look like wiring that emanated from this. And I want to call your attention to the fact that you know, the famous clot... The, the gold wire that I just described you with the reptilian skin, that's one of the wires. Mr. Hirschman uh, had in his hand on the blue glove, which is now still circulating on a, yeah, on a he, billboard. showing a picture of it. It looks like a snail or like a snail if you took it out of its shell, this clot. It's so gross. York City in Times Square. That is the clot. The, the pieces of that or shavings of it, that is what was the subject of, of Mike Adams' uh, analysis in the <laughs> microscopy and in this final chemical analysis. And I want to add, uh, you must uh, watch both segments of, of my interview, my two-part interview with Mike, because he stunned me in the second segment. He had just finished an analysis on three vials from three separate C-19 bioweapon jab companies uh, that he has not named yet, uh, where he found uh, information and what he, what he found in those vials is something we've never seen before. So I encourage everyone to make sure you stay with Stu to the I, end. I, again, I'm, I'm going to give you the full link interview to this. And then also I gave you the link above in the PDF to the full Mike Adams report on the subject. It's just too voluminous to cover, though. I'm trying to give you the, and, and this is what I try to do every time I do an audio. I'm trying to give you the creme de la creme, cliff note version. So you're getting the most bang for your buck. But as a result, I can't go into any great length on anyone. When, when you've got so much stuff coming at you, unless I was doing this every day, I, I can't just get into everything. It's too voluminous. And follow me right into the Dr. Jane Ruby show. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just guess Pfizer, Moderna, and Janssen. Johnson & Johnson. Uh, you know, the say, novice, but those are great guesses. I would yeah, guess those. The novice amateur uh, microscopy hobbyist, I guess, if you will, Matt Taylor, he is off the grid, went to South America, he's in Ecuador, and had a vial and decided that he was going to look at it, came on the program and reported that he found self-assembling yes. circuitry. Yes. Well, you know, his lack of expertise... I just watched that interview the other day, too. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. ...actually kind of helps in this case because he's like, I'm an electrical engineer, number one, I know mm -hmm. what a circuit looks right. like, this is a circuit. So uh, maybe, you know, this is the metal that we're talking about, but none of these metals, you're, you're the medical contributor here on the program, so I'm going to ask you, none of these metals are supposed to be found naturally in a human body? 
Well, the metals that he found, uh, for example, in the three vials uh, that he's going to talk about on my show, have, uh, have no business being in the human body. But also the, the white clot, getting back to the white clot, what he reveals here in the final uh, analysis is there are elements. For example, iron is super high in the human body because of hemoglobin in our red blood cells. Uh, it, was, it was very, very low to minuscule in the white clot. See what I'm saying? So, so when you compare, what he essentially did was he compared certain metallic elements in the in human blood, live human blood, uh, immediately taken, and then and then compared it to what was uh, found in this white this white clot, and they were actually quite opposite. So, so what uh, do these findings prove? They prove that something intentional is happening, Stu, that this is likely, uh, definitely mass uh, maiming. This could be an experiment. They could already know that these are going to self-assemble and grow and fill the blood vessels. Of course uh, they do. That, that's how they were engineered. This is one of the myriad of ways they, they, they kill you. Take people down in sudden adult death. Uh, they, they, it's definitely not an accident. I, I did ask him, this is interesting, I asked him if the materials that he is seeing in these vials and that he found also in some of, uh, some of the clot material, if these, uh, uh, these could be seen from, say, for example, a manufacturing plant could, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, playing the devil's advocate here a little bit. Could this be just from a contaminated plant since we know the FDA is not doing their due diligence? They are obligated to go periodically to these pharmaceutical manufacturing plants to assure purity, cleanliness, uh, minimal to no, you know, contamination. And he said, in all fairness, they could very well be. But my my point is then why aren't the companies defending themselves, Stu? Why aren't they coming forward and saying, oh, listen, we've got to do some PR damage control. Yeah, we had a bad plant, you know, or uh, some excuse. But they have complete legal immunity right now as it stands. Yeah. They are scot-free. They Remember, can run the this is, these are all under emergency use authorization, thanks to Trump. And as a result, the vaccine uh, medical pharma luciferian cartels have no legal liability regarding any of these stinking, demonic, satanic COVID kill shots and they are silent and so is every other pharmaceutical company in the industry not even calling them out well, so what it, he has discovered in these findings is causing these clots that richard hirschman is finding in hundreds of cadavers appears to be so then it's yes. most likely not a bad plant or a contaminated batch because he's finding them in hundreds right. of yeah. cadavers what's yeah. the likelihood that they all received a shot from the same exact plant uh, or manufacturing facility Stay tuned for Dr. Jane Ruby's show, the Dr. Jane Ruby show on the Stu Peters Network, immediately following this for that exclusive with Mike Adams on these findings. Yeah. Wow. And again, I already went over the Mike Adams article. I'll give you the full link, the report, the, the links to all these here uh, in the PDF for this date. And okay, let's go further here. Uh, here's the next one. NIH, National Institutes of Health, admits the COVID PCR test and the shot linked to human cloning and changing our DNA. Cross-species genetics being installed in the COVID shot recipients. Okay, so, and again, this is even probably more bombshell than what we just heard from Dr. Jane Ruby. Welcome back. So Dr. Ariana Love is back with us again with a horrific discovery. She says that she has a patent, patent proof that COVID PCR tests are actually not tests at all. <laughs> 
but that they're linked with human cloning technology. So remember, this is the PCR test. I, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to remember if they mentioned the uh, the vaccines in here. This is just the PCR test they're talking about doing this. So nothing about this satanic agenda, as I have said from the very beginning, when when they first started trying to get everybody to wear masks. Nothing about this is safe. It's all a satanic agenda to maim, kill, and defile you. A whole lot of other things that you would hope were science fiction, but Dr. Love is here with us to say they're not science fiction, are they? Right. This is absolutely real. As freaky, I mean, yeah. This this doctor is brilliant. I've played her many times, and she is so on the ball, and this is... Usually when I hear from her, it's the most cutting-edge stuff. Right up there with La Quinta Columna. The problem with their videos is they're all in a different, they're all in like Spanish and different language. So it's harder for me to play those videos, but she's on the ball. It's it's real. They're, the PCR kits have never been about testing for COVID, as people were taught, told. It, it is about, um, it is about cloning. They are cloning devices, and this has been admitted to by the NIH. And this is why they're trying to get the DNA from you with the with the PCR tests. On their website, in, an, in a study entitled Molecular Cloning, Polymerase Chain Reaction, an Educational Guide for Cellular Engineering. So she's right off the NIH governmental website in America. So I encourage people to look that up and read it. It confirms everything that I've been saying and documenting on my website. They're showing um, it the, 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 the study in the background, just so you know. There are patents as well, and the patents do say on the PCR kits, they do say that it's cloning technology. They use that exact word. So here, this study on the NIH website, it 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 explains everything on how the cloning works using PCR kits. So, for example, it talks about vector DNA sequences and fluorescent protein. Basically, all of the kits that are cloning devices, they're using the fluorescent protein. That comes from insects. You know, it's the firefly, the green fluorescent protein. Um, the technology, they say it's very fast and efficient, and they're using vectors that get cut into pieces. Those are the direct words that messenger RNA vectors are cut into pieces. And that means that the, in, um, in this particular study, it references parasites and worms. So these are the carriers of the messenger RNA. They get cut into pieces inside the body and that is used to transfect the human genome. The DNA carried from these microorganisms are then used to change humans, to clone humans. So the um, it also says that the vector DNA is prepared in E. coli. So that is the base. Um, they talk about toxic genes. In some of the PCR kits, they are using toxic genes. They admit to that. And then uh, also they talk about, okay, so the, the, what is the testing for? It's for uh, genetic sequencing to determine how far along people are in the cloning process. And you can actually order these um, DNA sequences online. Uh, there's AdGene is offering them, and ThermoScientific and BioLabs. You, they literally will send it to you. You order it, and they send it to you via email. And what do you get in this email? 
Well, I haven't done it, but that's what the website says, is that you just, you can order it and they'll send it to you in an email. It's the sequence. It's because they're using artificial genetic sequences, right? And they have to delete certain genes in the human um, genome, and then they code uh, whatever the messenger RNA is coded with, and we know all of them are coded with this green fluorescent protein. All right, so what is, is the goal? What, what is the goal here? They are changing the human species, um, try, attempting to genetically modify humans and treating humans like animals. And basically by using this, we'll just, you know, they use many different species, um, but in particular, the green fluorescent protein, which comes from the firefly, that means they are actually turning people into um, hybridized humans with insect DNA. So they are transfecting, because we know from the study out of um, Sweden recently that the mRNA is transfecting and transcribing through reverse transcriptase into the human genome. That means people are becoming part insect. They are going to carry then and rep insect DNA. I don't know, maybe that's why... So is this actively wants... happening right now, or is this a plan for the future? No, this is happening now. This is the purpose of the PCR kit. It's not a test. Okay, so um, if, if somebody has tested themselves, first of all, we know that the test, uh, even if it is a test, 97% false positives. They want everybody to believe that they have COVID-19. Um, but you're saying that that's not what this is at all, that this is for this. So... Let's go with this. If somebody has administered themselves or have been administered a PCR test, are they all the same? Who holds this patent? Where does this stuff come from? From what I can tell, all of the major brands are cloning technology. They all say cloning inside the patents for the PCR kits. Okay, so many of them are made in China. Nancy from down the street goes in and she gets administered a PCR test two or three times because she's a paranoid schizophrenic and uh she's a hypochondriac so she gets this stupid failed thing shoved up her nose what's happening to her and if she procreates is that affecting the fetus that she's carrying and ultimately the baby that she delivers absolutely um so i have clients that are have been riddled with parasites and not only parasites but also these sort of morgellons like hydrogels um they're also called uh, Marcellus, and I have a study on that as well. They're laced on the PCR kit. So they're, the, this is self-replicating nanotechnology, right? And, and these par parasitic organisms are genetically modified. Mm, so right. they're riddled with parasites, and they can feel them crawling under their skin. Wow. I kid you not. And these are people who never took the jab. They just had a bunch of the PCR swabs up their nose. They can detox. It's very important for people to understand yeah, that. This is why, okay, so at the end, I'm going to give my most updated protocol for someone that took the jab and the parasite protocol's in there. <clears throat> um, there's so many aspects to this kill shot. Now, the the most updated protocol that I'm going to give you also has liver, gallbladder, kidney detox. And again, if you're, if you're around somebody all the time that's been vaxxed, you know, I, I'd say it's a good idea for you to get on it as well. I mean, like liver, gallbladder detox, kidney, parasite detox, uh, 
the supplements to boost your immune system, the NAC that helps get the graphene oxide out of the body, fulvic acid helps to get metals out in the graphene oxide. I mean, there's so many different aspects to the way this thing can affect you. And if you've had the PCR tests, now it's almost like, well, to a certain extent, and I'm not going to say it's near as bad as the vaccine, but I'd almost say for somebody to actually treat it that way, like with this, like you almost took the COVID shot. Based on what Dr. Ariana is saying here, I, I, I have to advise that at this point. That it is possible to detox. I know there are some very famous doctors that have said, no way, it's not possible. And this is Mark of the Beast technology. And they have shamed people into believing that it is impossible to detox. And that is very damaging because I've even had a client recently whose husband committed suicide because he listened to these doctors and he thought there's no way to get this technology out of his body. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, people can go to AdGene. There is a type in AdGene plasmid cloning by PCR, type in BioLabs PCR cloning method, and they're going to explain how this is being done. So the NIH um, is admitting to this cloning technology. Yes, absolutely. There's another NIH study about cross-species genomics that I want to talk a little bit about. It's entitled Targeted Genome Editing Across Species Using ZFNs and Talons. So the entire, they have entire genome sequences, it says in the study, available for numerous species. Now we know they've already been crossbreeding humans and monkeys, humans and pigs, humans and mice in the US, in China, right. maybe other places, possibly Ukraine at the US biolabs there. I mean, this is nothing new. They have spliced animals and humans together. They're now treating humans like animals. Yes. And um, in this- you, you, you roll up your sleeve, and I, I know this is terrible because it's not like the children or that know what they're doing. And you're consenting to go into this gigantic genetic modification experiment where they're trying to hybridize you and turn you into only God knows what if you're able to live long enough. This particular study I just mentioned, they are using worms. It says they are using worms as carriers for the messenger RNA. They are transfected first with the green, green fluorescent protein, insect DNA, and then they are the vectors. And in particular, they are targeting the Rex1 on the X chromosome for deletion. What this does, to answer your question, is it, it causes their offspring, if they can have children, and there's a very small percentage who can, and this is specified in the study, their offspring are mutants. That's the exact word they use. Go. Who's they? And Who they uses create, that word? Who says that they're mutants? NIH. NIH. Tony Fauci's NIH. It's right there on the website. Yeah, absolutely. And they say, it says also that they can create a hermaphrodite, hermaphrodite nice. sex by deleting this Rex1 on the X chromosome. Right. So they can they can play with the sex. Hermaphrodite is is a human with both male and female sexual organs. If you don't know that, so that's what they're they're. I mean, it's just anything satanic that you can possibly think of to defile the DNA of humanity. This whole COVID agenda has got it all wrapped up into that into one big nice satanic package for your listening pleasure. People and of the next generation. They can make people completely without sex, 
like her, um, not hermaphrodite, but uh, what is it, androgynous. Yeah, androgynous. Uh, yeah. And 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 so they they can do all of these things now. And there's one more um, study I wanted to mention on the NIH website. It's entitled <clears throat> Cross. Oh, wait, sorry, core cross-linked fluorescent worm-like micelles for glucose-mediated drug delivery. And she's showing the, the, the study right here on the screen. These micelles are worm-like. These are the hydrogels made from graphene oxide for drug, drug delivery that have been found on the PCR swabs, on masks, etc. So it's it's all right here. Yeah. They, I mean, it's it's out in the open. This is not a... A lot of this stuff, again, they're implanting in the masks in the pcr tests not it's not all universal it's not all ubiquitous it's just like the COVID kill shots there's different batches there's different companies that's, that's making this stuff and um that's how they're doing it right so forever everybody who tries to discredit dr ariana love and says oh this woman is nuts uh there's the studies right there at the nih website they are telling you, Tony Fauci's NIH is telling you that they are cloning you and turning your children into adronomous mutants. Androgynous. Insane. For bringing this or to our attention, we, yeah, or a hermaphrodite, yeah. <laughs> or a, um, you know, part human, part chicken, or uh, part human, part. They can do anything they want. Cricket. Part monkey, the humanzy. You've heard me use that term before, the humanity. It just has a ring. I just like the way it rolls off my tongue. Uh, th this is a, a very sick so time. They are deleting God's creation yeah. is what they are trying mm -hmm. to do. And just like they were in the days of Noah, according to what Enoch says. They, After they got done defiling man, they moved on to the birds and the, and the, and the reptiles and the fish and everything else. And this is where we get the whole Greek legends of old of you know the griffin and the minotaurs and all these other things because that's fallen angelic they're always going to try to defile whatever gods put upon planet earth they're going to try to defile it and to annihilate and, and obliterate it and you know to create abominations and that's what they're doing with these kill shots eradicating christianity yeah. completely dr ariana love thank you so much for being here we appreciate it okay so we got to keep moving because i am man i'm going to be close on time um COVID vax files, break development, discs in the kill shots carrying mystery payload delivery system. Well, it's brought to you by MyPillow.com. It is my favorite news segment on the show. It's called Ask Dr. Jane. Very interactive. This allows you to go find Dr. Jane Ruby in her Telegram or in her Proton Mail and ask very specific questions that then she will answer here on the show. We welcome Dr. Jane Ruby for that. We have about five questions if we can get to them all. But... Dr. Jane has some very important developments that she has to get to prior to us getting to those questions. What do you have? Stu, there's some breaking information and some science that's starting to gel together. Uh, on Monday of this week, uh, viewers saw Dr. Zandre Batha from South Africa on the Stu Peter show. The one lady that we had heard earlier. Now, this is when she's looking at the contents while it's, um, that's, I believe she took it out of the vial and put it under the microscope. The other the other report you heard was her doing live blood cell analysis on the blood of the vaxxed. So that is the difference. These totally spherical mystery payload carriers that are in the, not probably all vaxxes, but in this particular batch that are all totally spherical. Uh, they look like something out of a machine and they're in the vax breaking uh, her findings from a Johnson & Johnson vial where she was able to see... She's showing, you can see that this, 
her live blood cell scope in the background is Dr. Jane's talking of these spherical uh, payload carriers. Her microscope, uh, pictures of these really ominous looking black discs, very uniform. She said they were not biological. Uh, and she said that they were well, way too, you know, uh, even. Uh, since then, we, we've had a t literally, a t it, it seems like there's a team of social media scientists just waiting in the wings. People came in, they did reverse searches, they looked at these uh, discs the pictures of them, and they've come together, they brought a lot of different science together uh, to show that this is a, a technology that's called micro bubbles, and it's a technology that's been in develop, development for a long time. I don't know if it's been used before without uh, uh, people's knowledge or consent uh, previously, but when Dr. Botha looked at these black discs under her microscope, uh, over time, the, when the medium, the material, that one drop that she put on her glass plate, when it dried, she saw these black, uh, very um, stringy streaks, if you will. And she's made the discovery, furthermore, that when the disks, the disks are actually a, a payload system, a delivery system. And, and she is hypothesizing that when these disks dried up or when they, through their life cycle, maybe they were programmed to break open, they spill open their contents, their payload. And because she said, when she's looking at the disks, there's nothing else on the plate. And then when she saw them drying uh, before her eyes, the disks sort of morphed out of the screen, these black lines appeared, and then these other artifacts, these shiny particles, these disc-like pieces, uh, uh, the, uh, the, a lot of the materials that Dr. Carrie Midday showed you on the Stu Peter show the previous week. So, so this is, this is um, it's just absolutely stunning. Uh, there are a lot of uh, articles coming out from a lot of these social media scientific warriors. They're showing us that this is a payload delivery system. But Stu, if, if it's, it's not being used for good, if people have to be threatened, lose their jobs to get it, forced into getting it, uh, it because if it was for good and it was in people were getting informed uh, information on it, they they would probably consent to it. Um, so I, I just wanted people to know, you know, Dr. Bath has been uh, a, a great. Uh, a warrior this past week. Um, she's made these discoveries. She's hopefully going to get more samples and she's going to test them out. But the bottom line is that when the discs are there, the rest of the plate or the medium in the vial is, is clear. It's when they open up and release their payload that they kind of shrink back and disappear. And all these other artifacts that we have been seeing from... And that's why you would never see them in blood like that because they get into the blood. Remember, there's also the temperature thing where you got to keep it 70 below and then there's probably a certain amount of time before if you let the temperature get high, they would release their payload even in the vial. So you got that as well. Hundreds of the German doctors from their press conference, uh, everybody's coming up with the same artifacts, but it was Dr. Batha who came up first with uh, an observation because she was so startled when all she saw were these perfectly symmetrical um, uh, circles, these discs. And now we see these discs in a lot of the literature um, that, that's already been out there. So it's almost like this stuff was out there, but now it's all kind of coming together. And I wanted to add something. Um, let's keep her in our prayers because she did advise me this morning in a communication from South Africa that since she appeared on your show, mm. uh, she's been inundated with um, many, many calls, people um, screaming and yelling into her her 
receptionist ear um, threatening her, but she said that... This is why I checked on her after I saw the last... This is from October. See, a lot of times, I, I haven't been able... This is how behind I am on some of the stuff. The thing is, though, is that if I see a common theme, I will group videos together so that we can make one cohesive study like this where we're really ramming home the whole concept of what this is actually doing to you from a biocircuitry, from a um, parasitical, from a genetic standpoint, and these videos all mesh together. I haven't heard her website still up, but I haven't heard a lot, whole lot more from her since she did that one Stu Peters interview. Now, maybe she has done tons of other interviews, uh, but I kind of doubt it because this is how they keep people in, in a submission and keep them in line every hate call she's gotten at least 10 or 15 people have called to thank her to to bless her and yes. and to uh yes. and to say that they're praying for her uh bravery for bringing this forward what is wrong with these people and who in the hell is it that's threatening a doctor for coming forward trying to save lives these people right. are grotesque I mean, they're just probably paid brainwashed shills for satan they're these little She's... lizard people these serpent things <laughs> pretty much yeah i mean you know th this is her finding and and in her videos which which we've posted um on some of the sites she walks you through it she right. with the video she drops the drop on the plate she takes people through so this is her finding why are people threatening her uh and and and, and causing her this grief when this is her finding yeah that's true now I'd, I'd like to play more but i want to try to get this this done um in two parts and i'm going to be close but uh i'll give you the rest of the it, it's only about another five more minutes there on that one uh then next video did humankind just have its genome poisoned via the covid shot well i think we know that what's the the case there now after hearing what we've already heard okay so i'm going to roll this one these are doctors warn about the messenger rna shots may poison the entire human genome Tell us a little bit about the study that just came out of Sweden that is just so alarming. The news is buzzing out of uh, Lund University, Malmo, Sweden. Marcus Alden is the first author. The first demonstration in a human hepatic or liver cell line that the Pfizer vaccine, in fact, reverse transcribes and installs DNA into the human genome. Right. Wow. And so in simple terms, what does that mean, Dr. Bob? He's on a major, major talk show um, doing this, which I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> Basically, uh, there's an enzyme that can take that messenger RNA vaccine information and put it into the DNA of the person, into their DNA. Mm. And we were told that could not happen. So this is in a lab, but it's showing really? that the D... You remember the vaccine is messenger RNA. Yeah. And we were told that that messenger RNA could not go into your DNA, but this is showing that... In, in a lab, it can. And so what yeah. happens when yeah. it does? If something is reversed... These are all medical doctors, or at least those were. ...scribed and alters the DNA of a sperm or an egg, that DNA change, if that sperm or egg survives and turns into a human being, lasts forever. The entire human genome has been poisoned with a gene that has never been in the human genome ever in history. Pfizer, given at physiological concentrations in a hepatoma cell line, that Pfizer is actually taken up, the lipid nanoparticles are taken up in cells, and then the RNA is copied by a human 
reverse transcriptase called line one, and then the DNA mirror image of the Pfizer uh, product is taken into human chromatome. And it's taken He's talking into about the Pfizer kill shot. The nucleus. It's exceedingly likely that this is entirely installed into the human genome. Now, many labs are racing right now to confirm this. But this is extremely disturbing. We should never take genetic products on a mass scale that change the human genome or have the possibility to change the human genome. It should never be done. If you're pregnant and you have this done, can that then affect your baby? Yes, this is an alarming finding. The CDC says on its website very explicitly, this will not change your DNA. The paper that came out of Sweden. Now, there'll so be many more to confirm that. it. And the steps are to A, confirm it, to confirm that the entire code is installed, and then to actually confirm that it's expressed, meaning that the spike protein now is continuously expressed from human cells. But because the lipid nanoparticles are taken up everywhere, that means somatic cells in your organs, but also your uh, gametocytes, actually the cells that actually are the sperm and the egg, if they are carrying it, that indeed means that, in fact, it could be passed to the daughter cells. And so that could be, um, they showed that within six hours, these are, these are liver cancer cells that they expose to the, to the RNA to make the spike protein. And they, within six hours, they had converted the RNA into DNA. And, and this is something I'm very fascinated by, and I've been doing a lot of research lately on something called um, polymerase theta. And polymerase theta is, up, is expressed in cancer cells. And polymerase theta is a, um, is a repair enzyme. It, it works uh, to repair DNA injuries. And in fact, there's other papers that are coming out now that even further support this idea, which is that um, there's some fascinating papers. I've found at least three papers from some 20 authors collaborating in China, Beijing, China, on the exposing the spike protein, you know, the, basically the vaccine, exposing it to five um, cells in the uh, lungs. And those cells end up uh, forming what's called syncytia. The cells uh, end up several cells merging into one giant cell and collaborating, blending all their nuclei together and spitting out micronuclei, which are evidence of severe DNA damage. So they showed that the, the spike protein by itself causes these cells to, to create this giant cell and to, um, and to have D severe DNA damage and to um, release uh, inflammatory agents that are gonna cause a lot of damage to surrounding cells. And they become what's called um, senescent. They, they reach a stage of senescence, which is really, really interesting because senescence um, is, a, uh, is a stage that cells are in when they refuse to multiply anymore. They stop reproducing, but they don't die. And they continue to live, and in living they release in inflammatory agents. So they, they cause a situation of chronic inflammation in this senescent state. And they're induced into the senescent state by the spike protein because they suffer from so much DNA damage, they don't dare reproduce anymore. And that is a very dangerous place to be. And so I've been looking at all kinds of research on senescence and senescent um, you know, neurons in the brain, senescent uh, cells you know, in, in, in the body and the tissues, senescent uh, immune cells that become incompetent, immune incompetent. So I'm predicting that all the cells that are uh, that tend to multiply a lot, and that includes cancer, includes these fibroblasts, it includes all the immune cells. They multiply. They 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 make new copies of themselves. They're very susceptible to DNA damage, especially when they're exposed to that spike protein. So I'm predicting 
uh, several, several consequences from that. It's just mind-boggling. But the fact is that this state, um, this DNA damage makes the cell produce this thing called uh, polymerase theta, which is a fascinating protein that is involved with DNA repair but makes a lot of mistakes, and which comes into play when the other repair methods have failed. And it, um, it causes um, very big genetic uh, mutations, moving around of the genomes into different places. It can't, does no longer keeps the genome intact, and that produces these micronuclei. And this protein polymerase theta is upregulated in cancer cells like breast cancer cells. They produce more of it because they're struggling with DNA damage, trying to fix the DNA. They end up with a lot, a lot of big problems. And the polymerase theta has only recently been shown to be able to convert RNA to DNA. That's the important punch point of this story. That protein is very good at taking, starting from RNA, making DNA, and it needs to do that in the process of repairing these DNA breaks. What that means is it could take foreign RNA, stick it into the human genome. And that foreign RNA could be the spike protein RNA. So this is this part's theoretical, but it it's all there. I mean, the, so I mean, and this goes on for the thirty-minute mark. I mean, it's I believe it's one doctor researcher after another. It, it's this stuff is it's the perfect killing vehicle and the, the perfect vehicle to, vehicle to create maximum amount of genetic damage, defile your offspring, sterilize you, cause cancer you know, delete your genes, change you into something that's not fully human. <laughs> it's just the most evil thing I have ever saw. This COVID kill shot is the most evil thing I have ever saw or reported on in my life. Because of all the ways and the mechanisms whereby which it kills you and defiles you and changes you. Next report, exclusive horrific images, circuits in COVID jab internet router causes circuits to self-assemble. Well, two weeks ago, we spoke to Matt Taylor on this program, and it was a huge hit. Matt, you might remember, is our good friend who's living the smart life down in South America in Ecuador. Matt is the supremely talented electrical engineer with two master's degrees who got out of this country while the getting was good and started his own organic farm in Ecuador. His farm has its own water source and off-the-grid electricity. It has no cell phones, thank God. It needs no fossil fuels. Matt is as independent as you can possibly be in this day and age, but in his spare time, Matt has been working as an amateur researcher into COVID-19 and the bioweapon clot shots falsely referred to as safe and effective vaccines. Well, today Matt says that he has some new findings and they're horrific. We're about to show you exclusive images momentarily. It all started when he put a drop of COVID vaccine onto his microscope slide. He then put the slide onto his internet router. He made observations of it at 90 minute intervals. And as he did so, he observed rectangular circuit like shapes begin to self assemble. <laughs> and remember, Matt is an electrical engineer. This is how the 5G is going to affect it all. Self assembling nanotech, which is what I warned you about in the kill shots that's influenced by the graphene oxide, and 5G influences that as well. It's this bad. It really is. So he absolutely knows what a circuit looks like. Well, when Matt returned and- He's an electrical engineer, so he knows what a circuit looks like. The router off, these unusual shapes immediately began to break apart. Matt says that he did this same experiment three separate times with the same result every time. Obviously, we wanted to learn more about that. And so to that end, Matt Taylor joins us now. So, so when they were under the influence of a router, some type of Wi-Fi, I'm assuming, that's when they started to self-assemble. But when he turned it off because he's in an area that doesn't have cell phone, 
reception they started to disassemble. This is pretty horrifying. Self-assembling rectangular type circuits and then they break apart after being removed from the internet. What do you suppose all of this means? I think what this means is that there's a direct connection between frequency technology and these so-called vaccines that I call clutch. I've been warning about this from the beginning. How they, 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 They've got the IP address, the 12-digit 12 12 alphanumeric codes that some of the uh, phones can pick up on Bluetooth. They'll go into a public area and they'll be, if they're in like a stadium, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of these things that pop up. You go into the middle of a field, there's none. You go into a place where there's nobody vaxxed, you can't pick it up on your phone. Now, it's not all phones that can pick them up. It has to be the right ones. But this is just more confirmation of that. No and I've got files on almost every one of these subjects that we're talking about today. I'm, try I'm trying very hard not to, to have preconceived notions about all this stuff. But I, I live in a unique environment, and I have a unique set of tools, and it's happening. So I don't... Uh, my my fundamental message is to not have fear, and I don't want to instill fear in everyone, but I think this is big, and I think it's potentially big, and I'm begging people to please reproduce this science or this investigation or whatever. I started out looking at people's blood to see if there's graphene or some kind of synthetic material in it, and then I thought, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on another show tomorrow, and I wanted to get some more pictures associated with this, and so I started to play with the vaccine again on the microscope and it wouldn't assemble again. And I was panicked because I thought, Oh my gosh, I just, I just showed this on the Stu Peters show and now it's not doing it again. So I said, maybe five, maybe the 4g technology has something to do with it. And it was instantaneous. These things started to form all over the place. I repeated it three and a half times and it kept happening. And that's the scary part. I think what he meant is when he flipped his Wi-Fi on internet router, that's when they caused, then that's when they started to self assemble. The interesting part. Remember, he's out in like the middle of Ecuador where there's no cell phone reception. And the hopeful part, and this is what I really want to get across, is that the absence of that same frequency technology made these things disappear. Right. In a matter of minutes, they completely disassembled and went back into the solution that they came from. And I think that's that's extraordinarily exciting news. It is. Okay, it's so we're going to go through these images. Tell us what we're looking at here. The first three images are just of a blood of a neighbor. Okay. That Again, extreme relay formation that you would never normally see in live blood cell analysis. The stacking of the red blood cells. To me, uh, distinctly show graphene uh, or some other synthetic material in their blood. Right. And the reason I'm showing this is this is kind of the, the lead-in from the last portion of the show on August 3rd that we did. Um, the next set of images are just far away, a little bit closer, and really close images of the forms that actually compose themselves over this period of time. And I, my first test, I did think I did six hours, and subsequent ones were shorter. Um, these look like integrated circuits to me. And uh, I've asked doctors, I've asked nurses, other microscopists who were kind of in the area, and they don't know what these are. And so that's a that's a huge clue for me. Okay, so I want to say something here. And they're uh, showing them on the screen. They they do like they look like some type of integrated circuit. Patient purposes, Matt, you are not a medical researcher. I mean, we're talking things that have absolutely ninety degree sharp edges on them, multiple ones. That this is just so satanic. You are not a microscopy expert. Uh, you, you said on this program the last time you were here that it was actually your lack of expertise or experience that makes you the most qualified to speak on this. But you are 
uh, an electrical engineer and you know what a circuit looks like. These medical researchers and microscopy experts don't know what a circuit looks like. And so they are not qualified to say that. It's is always good to have your dog in there in the same room while you're doing an interview like this. However, you are. So with all of that combined, I just want people to understand why you're here on this program uh, opining on this. And it's because you certainly saw what you saw. And your request here is that other people do the research the same way uh, to duplicate this and then basically prove you wrong, essentially, which is what science is supposed to be. I okay, think. I'm going to have to move on because I'm running out of time. The rest of the interviews there, it's, it's about another six minutes. Uh, Nature Journal. Groundbreaking information has come to light about the role of graphene contained in the Wuhan cloud shots um, in the radio frequency electronics. A paper published by Journal of Nature Communications, there's a link to it here, it's all the way back in 2014, entitled Graphene Radio Frequency Receiver Integrated Circuit, explains how graphene has superior electrical properties and has, has strong potential as a future channel material in radio frequency electronics, exactly what we were just talking about in the last video there. Fabrication of a graphene integrated circuit without significantly degrading transistor performance has proven to be challenging, posing one major bottleneck to compete with existing technologies. The study abstract reads It goes on to say, Here we present a fabrication method fully preserving graphene transistor quality, demonstrated with the implementation of high performance three stage graphene integrated circuit. That fabrication method, as we know now, involves the use of nearly nanoscale sized circuit components that are assembled for the purpose of radio signal signal amplification filtering and down conversion mixing as the study explains graphene was successfully used in experiments to perform practical wireless communication functions receiving and restoring digital text transmitted on a 4.3 gigahertz carrier signal again that's why the graph one of the reasons the graphene oxide is in the kill shots is to interact with the nanotech, the self-assembly nanotech, which will then be interacting with the 5G and the 5G base stations, and you will literally be getting up upgrades and updates on your graphene oxide self-assembly nanotech system in your body on all the COVID recipients. That's why it's there, okay? And that's why they're giving off 12-digit alphanumeric codes that are registering as Bluetooth devices. Again, I, the file I have on that right now is so voluminous, I don't even know where to start. Last report, shocking discovery, biocircuitry found in chemical analysis of vaxxed fibrous clots. So Judicial Watch, Freedom of Information Act to force the release of a whole trove of documents involving Moderna. Dr. Jane Ruby is with us now and says that they reveal a conspiracy from their very beginning for their vaccines to target male fertility and turn men sterile. I mean, we knew all about this. Obviously, the idea here is depopulation. These aren't adverse events or side effects. Dr. Jane, these are intended consequences. But most importantly, also right now, we have 20 million kids with this pharmaceutical gun pointed right at their head. Yes, Stu, this is a huge week. This is the hill that everybody has to die on. Uh, tomorrow, June 14th, and Wednesday, June 15th. So now we've talking about we've talked about the biocircuitry. We've we've mentioned the the gold reptilian wire in there that Mike Adams looked, and now it's biocircuitry found in embalmer's fibrous clot. So this is kind of bringing it all together. There are meetings each day for Pfizer and Moderna. They are going to get, as we know, because the FDA is a sham, and it's gone. It is actually part of the DoD and part of both companies, they're going to get their authorizations for an emergency use of this mRNA gene therapy poison. 
uh, into six-month-old babies up to five years old, which will pretty much complete, you know, the, the whole age range uh, across the lifespan uh, this week. And it's just, um, I just can't ring the bell loud enough. We, we have so much evidence of the toxicity and the poison and, and what we believe is the end game to damage the human genetic family forever. Uh, and if, if you survive long enough, otherwise you're dead in a few weeks, a few months, um, or maybe growing strange uh, electrocircuitry in your blood vessels. Yeah, I, it's, it's not hyperbolic to say virtually everybody who gets this shot is going to die an early death. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... Yeah. And, a cy and you'll be a cyborg, part human, part machine, uh, part human, part maybe insect, insectoid, reptilian, I, I don't know. I mean all the stuff it does to your genetics, if you live long enough, I mean, if, if it's able to play itself out. ...to die sooner than they normally would have died. This, this has irreversible, irreparable, damaging effects that were intended for the purpose of killing people. I mean, th there's really no other way to look at this, and now they're going to put this into kids, but this thing is really ugly. I mean, this, these pictures, these images that you've sent over here, go through these, explain what this is. This is, by the way, as you're looking at this, this is now what the emergency use is going to authorize for people to be injecting their children as young as six months old, and this is what is going into these kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stu, this is horrific. The first picture is the one that we've, we've talked about before, and I've showed on, on my show uh, a number of times. It's what Mr. Richard Hirschman, the 20-year board-certified embalmer, pulled through a carotid artery of a, of a, a, a deceased person uh, just, I think, about a month or so ago. Uh, it was, it was, it filled, it was, it's very long. It's about six inches long, just for scale. You can see it there in his hand. And, and so what, what now we have is a, a, the first layer of a laboratory analysis by uh, a hyper microscopy uh, by Mike Adams, who is the founder of Writeon TV and uh, edits naturalnews.com. He was gracious enough to take this on. You know, we've been looking, Stu, for six months, Mr. Hirschman has been independently looking. I've been keeping my antenna up, as you know, for a, a credible lab, a, a, someone who is earnest and has integrity and is willing to look at this. So we finally uh, brokered, I brokered the meeting between uh, Mike Adams and Mr. Hirschman uh, just a few days ago. We kept it quiet so that it wasn't sabotaged or interrupted. And just last night before midnight, Mike broke um, his first level findings, which are deep microscopy. And he's seeing, uh, circuitry, Stu. He's seeing metallic pieces. But remember, this is what has been assembled by the body inside blood vessels. Mm -hmm. uh, I want everybody to follow after Stu's show. Uh, right now, just follow me into my show, the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. We're going to go into um, many more pictures in detail. You'll see the circuitry. You'll see a wiring. Uh, and this is what is, remember, inside of that picture that Stu just introduced, that picture in Mr. Hirschman's hands. Okay, so uh, this video is kind of redundant on what we've already covered today. I give you all the links for everything regarding this. And there's even two more links after this report. This will be near the end of the PDF. Must see microscopic video of engineered biostructures removed from blood vessels. And then uh, Health Ranger conducts live microscopy analysis of engineered biostructure clots collected from diseased COVID job victims. Uh, here is a little report from uh, La Quinta Columna and the video shared by them. A person has taken, a person who has taken the injection is in a field and is emitting a Bluetooth code that can be seen on the mobile phone. Okay, I've had listeners that have this 
with them. They have the right kind of phone that can pick this up. The two operators then use the pulse EMP circuit over the injection site in both arms of the person emitting the signal. After a minute of use, the operators were not able to get a Bluetooth signal from the injected person. Meaning, if you were injected and you got an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse over the injection site, if it was powerful enough, it sounds like it fries the biocircuitry. Just like the one guy said, when you don't, um, when you when you turn the Wi-Fi router off and there's no these signals going through, there's no 4G or 5G signals going through the um, uh, whether it's the, I guess the Vax vial or whether it's in the person's blood, those same nanostructures start to disassemble. Okay, so there is hope here. Um, and again, God can obviously do whatever, you know, he, he's more than capable of doing any of this, but these are just some, these are some actual technological things that can be done. They said that after the EMP was received, the chip was disabled, it was painless. They just simply waved the coil over the vaccination site and it deactivated the chip. Now, it's not going to get rid of all the other stuff, though, in the kill shot. That's the problem. Okay. That's just one way it's getting you. Okay. But yeah, it's great. I think, I think it's wonderful. Do an EMP over it. That's great. Now, I'm, I'm way, way, way out of time. I hope this uploads. But the last thing here, and I don't have time to go on all this stuff. This is my current COVID shot recovery recommendations. And again, if you've had the PCR tests, you might want to think about doing this. It's it's everything that this is from two listeners. I, I gave this to two listeners that uh, had already they faithfully followed this. They got the kill shot. One of them got the Pfizer, and the other got the J and J, and they're both still doing very good. Okay, from from this protocol. Now the one hasn't followed it near as much as the um, husband. But um, as far as I know, they're both doing great. The, the female got the Moderna. But as far as I know, they're both doing very good. Um, this is everything I would do if it were me. Okay? It's a lot. And it is. But, you know, they wanted to get it. So I said, okay, if you want to go through with this, here's what I would recommend if it was me. And this is all pretty much i'm not giving you every option i have I'm, I'm giving you one thing for like selenium for for c for zinc for knack for fulvic acid i'm not giving multiple options i'm trying to keep this as simple as possible and then i also throw in an optional stroke recovery protocol it like in the in the event of okay yeah they got the shot and they had a stroke well then you add this one in too and um that's all i got so i gotta stop and stop this now because I don't know if this is going to upload because it's so large. Anyway, God bless you and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.